Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Yeah, you heard him right. It is us. It is time, and we are here. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. Let me guess. Yes, sir. Timbergate. Timbergate. Right? Today. Yes. Yes, sir. In Edinburgh, Indiana. We've got uh, we've got a bunch of a little little smorgasbord, a little potpourri of stuff to talk about today. First off, um, have you heard that that Fox is going to be playing like thirty seven million dollars a year not to broadcast golf? <laughs> That's so funny, <laughs> isn't it? Though did, they, did well, they lose money doing that or something? Is that why they wanted out of that deal? Well, they didn't really want out of it. Supposedly, we'll get into it in another uh, few moments uh. here when we come back. But the the main reason is scheduling because they they um, postponed the uh, U.S. Open to September. And yeah. Fox has got both baseball and football in September. College, oh, whoops. Pro, yeah, they can only do so much on the airways at the same time, right? That's it. There's only 24 hours in a day, man. So that's it. Uh-oh. Also, we posted a thing on Facebook the other day that, that said, a gimme is an agreement between two people, neither of whom can putt very well. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to delve into when and how to use gimmies and what the rules are. Because, you know, there are definite rules on using gimmies. <laughs> You know, <laughs> this is funny because you're asking me to say, what are the rules for things that are not in the rule book? <laughs> That's right. Mate, we're going to make them up. That's great. That's real guy. And also got a special guest coming up for a little celebrity corner guest action with Jonathan, the coach coachman, who you have heard uh, from WWE. You've heard he does the announcing for the long drive competitions. Uh, you've heard him on um, Madden football. You're going to hear him on those weekend golf guys coming up in a little bit, too. He's a, a new ambassador for PGA Reach. About that. So um, we're going to be talking. We like him. it. Yes, we do. And we like it when folks like him have actually heard of us. <laughs> it warms the cockles <laughs> of our hearts. <laughs> so, somebody, somebody threw him into a room and made him listen to it. That's right. Some sort of Chinese water torture so kind here, of thing. Here you go. You have to talk to these guys, man. Get familiar with them. Bam. <laughs> and and there it goes. But um, yeah. And I, I do want to give you just a little quick quote and ask you who said it. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, a little quick quote. Nance Hicks Tarico. All okay. better at calling golf than Joe Buck. Who Agreed. said that? Uh, everybody. <laughs> In, everybody, <laughs> including Joe Buck. That's a quote from <laughs> Joe Buck. It says, Nance Hicks Tarico. All better at calling golf than me. <laughs> okay. At least he's realistic. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Hang out with us. We'll be right back. The PGA Tour is back. We have a full weekend of golf ahead of us. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, there are some big cash prizes that don't go just to players. They can go to you. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy game of the PGA Tour, has added to the excitement by putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. It's easy to play. All you do is pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, submit your lineup before the tournament tees off on Thursday, then you sit back and follow the action. You're going to get points for pars, for birdies, for finishing position, and a whole lot more. And remember, a million dollars up for grabs at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app right now. Use the promo code WEEKEND to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Promo code is WEEKEND. Free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. 
See DraftKings.com for details. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Now there's a martini that improves your driving. The new Martini Golf Tee actually gives you longer, straighter drives compared to old-fashioned wood tees. It's virtually unbreakable, made in the USA, and conforms with USGA rules. Get yours today at martinigolftees.com. So improve your driving with a martini, the Martini Golf Tee. Visit martinigolftees.com. we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. And you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golfguys. It's us, those weekend golf guys. We are here, John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave in um, Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. It, it was a scheduling conflict, they say. Fox yeah. had this, What they paid, they, uh, they bid Outbid NBC by Boku Bucks, about $1.2 billion for a 12-year contract to wow. uh, to broadcast the, was it the four majors from the USGA? The US Open, Senior yeah. Open, Women's Open, and Amateur. Yeah. But because of the COVID thing, there's been a scheduling conflict where now the US Open is not going to be played until September which makes it very difficult for Fox because they have both the uh, the World Series should that ever get played and the NFL. Yeah, how about how about this now, right? Now that now all of a sudden they give up on the the US Open coverage and everybody's going to watch it because they're they're banking on baseball being played? Yeah, or football. Uh-oh. Maybe college, maybe pro, <laughs> who knows. It's <laughs> a big gamble, isn't it? Isn't it though? Isn't it though? But the thing of it is is Fox said we can't do it. Go back to your second bid, which was NBC Universal, and NBC said, "Yeah, okay, but we're not going to pay any more than we bid originally," which was thirty-seven million dollars a year short of what Fox bid. So, so guess who's got to come up with the extra money for the remainder of the contract? Yes, sir, Oops. Fox. <laughs> so those Oops. commercials for the NFL coverage just went up substantially. Yes, you know. Yes, they did, didn't they? Um, oh boy. I That's stopped. a tough decision. Yeah, it is, man. I don't know about you, but I stopped. Um, I stopped watching Fox coverage when they got rid of uh, what's her name, Holly. Yeah, just. I think that's true. I think a lot of people did. I honestly anymore. Look, she was she was very popular on the Golf Channel, right? And then yeah. and then Fox snatched her up, yeah. and then and then it didn't seem like they used her in the best possible way either. The entire the entire programming thing of Fox doing golf was. Awkward. It was awkward to watch. It It seemed like they were all awkward in doing it. And it was, you know, it's kind of like the embarrassment when you're embarrassed for somebody. You know, you just, yeah, I really don't want to watch this because they're making me feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's got to hurt. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they were happy about their production work. They liked the the one thing they added was the the whole um, drone coverage. Now, I liked that. 
I thought that was pretty cool too, right? Yeah. I actually, you know, I, I think there was a couple of broadcasts that had Greg Norman on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I remember that. And I like listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was talking in context uh, of what was going on, but I can't, I can't remember it. But I do think that he's got a lot of value, a lot of good things to add to the to the to golf coverage. Yeah. But what yeah. I don't really recall, it's been too long ago, to whether he had something that was really valuable to that broadcast segment or not. I, I just don't know. Yeah. But I liked it. We've got a long, long time broadcast announcer time. A guy joining us here with uh, Mr. Mr. Jonathan, my coach, Coachman. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good, man. Terrific. We're just, we're just talking a little bit about uh, how Fox uh, gave up golf. And, uh... <laughs> uh, well, you know, a lot of people would say that NBC never should have gave it up in the first place. That's true. Place. That's um, true. You know, it's it's like one of those things. If you if uh, you know in the world of WWE, if you wrestle one match a year, how good are you really going to be? And Fox kind of did one, two events a year, right? And so it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they weren't great at it. They just um, you know the COVID kind of forced their hand because they weren't going to be able to cover it yeah. like they needed to this year. So yeah, what start, can you do? Start off the segment with a quote. Just says uh, Nance Hicks to Rico, all better at calling golf than me. It was Joe Buck who said that. So at least he was, you know, realistic about his uh, his abilities there. But um, it'll be nice. You know, we, we, I've been around Joe Buck quite a few times, and he is very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. He's got a great sense of humor. And he also, when you're at his level and you call a World Series when you're 27 years old, yeah. then, you you know, you know you're elite. And people that's that it. don't think he's elite, they just don't know TV. Oh, no, radio. man. He's, he's a, one so. of the best baseball play-by-play guys ever. And uh, I yeah, think that no that's doubt. the thing. People – People got to put them in in context. Where where did they where did they make their you know where did they make the name for themselves? And Joe Buck made it in baseball, and he's mm-hmm. excellent there. Yeah, and, I, it, uh, it drives me crazy. It, it drives know, me crazy when people say that he what he didn't deserve because of his dad. That's how he got in. You don't get a World Series by a network because your dad was who he no, was. No, you, no, that just doesn't happen. So he was good, at right? It. Yeah, he was no, good at fantastic. it, right? He made his name and, there. And I have and a great Joe you, Buck World Series story. Okay. Oh, tell it. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I, ESPN sent me. I'm a huge Royals fan, born and raised in Kansas. And so the two years the Royals went in 14, 15, um, they, I got to cover every game. So the first game, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the uh, uh, the feed went down. So they had to switch over to the international feed, which was Matt Vaskersian and uh, John Smoltz which is actually how Smoltzy ended up getting his main gig because people heard how good he was. Mm. So I was at, I was downtown doing my live stuff and I get back to the hotel afterwards and all my guys are sitting at the bar and I don't even look up. I just walk in. I'm like, guys, did you see what happened tonight? Cause in like the third inning, Joe Buck said, screw this. I'm kicking Matt out and I'm calling the game with John Smoltz. And that's exactly what happened. So I said, man, I said, and, and I'm good friends with Matt Vaskersian. Uh-huh. I said, Buck just kicked him right out of the studio and said, this is my show and I'm doing it. And my buddy hits me on the leg and he like points over there and I look up and Joe Buck is at the bar with his hat like this, with his head down, sipping a beer. And he looks up at me and he goes, <laughs> just like that, like you're damn right, I did. <laughs> he wasn't even offended. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, yeah. it was my show. Exactly, and I am gonna do it." It was hilarious. Oh my god, it could have gone so sideways right there for me, uh, but it didn't. It was funny. It was yeah. funny. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. It's, it's gonna be like we were just saying too. We we kind of we liked it when uh, when Holly was there, but um, 
Did you ever work with Holly at ESPN or Golf Holly Channel? Who? Saunders? No, no. Um, she never worked at ESPN. That's right. She, she was went Golf, from Channel. Golf Channel to yeah. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, I worked with her ex husband who uh, completely overplayed his hand during that situation. <laughs> um, and uh, you'd be hard pressed to find out where he is these days. I don't even know what he's doing now. Yeah. Um, but she's gone from him. She dated the the coach of the Arizona Cardinals for a long time. Yeah. And uh, and she's moved on to someplace else. I don't even know. But yeah. sometimes you get that big gig, you got to understand why you got it. Yeah. And she changed everything she was doing instead of being who she was and why you know why she got it. So it is what it is. It it is indeed. And it I know we yeah. uh, I ran I ran into her in the hallway at the PGA show a couple of years back. The woman you tried to in, do it like three or four times after that too. Yeah, I tried, but you know she. <laughs> Her security started following me, man. You know? <laughs> well, I can say that if you, if you look at her now and then, it's 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 hard to – they don't even look the same. No, but she is, is an, it, impressive, you know? an impressive young woman. Before we get into the next segment, we're actually going to deal with why Coach Coachman is with us this week. Uh, one, quick, one quick question I want to ask you is – Totally forgot what the question was. Okay. It's a great question. Never mind. Wasn't it a great, great question? question? It was an absolutely <laughs> phenomenal question. It popped into my head and it popped out just as quick. I have a I have a brain like a steel sieve, man. You know? I really well, do. I can't remember a name, so so <laughs> you're you're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got you. Yeah. That is Jonathan yeah, exactly. the coach coachman. And we are gonna be talking with him at great length when we come right back. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Zig Ziglar said that if I like you, I will talk to you. But if I trust you, I will do business with you. And that's the frustration of all of us in the business world. It takes so much longer to build trust than it does just to get someone to like you. Unless you have a shortcut. And that's why we're here. We have a shortcut. It's called golf. We have a free group for you to join and we can explain it all. It's called the Back Nine Advisory Board. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com and join for free our Facebook group, the Back Nine Advisory Board. Build trust with customers and potential customers in 18 holes. The Back Nine Advisory Board for all business people who want to learn how to quickly get their clients and their potential clients to trust them with golf. The Back Nine Advisory Board, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. That's thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Hey, the PGA Tour is back. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash prizes don't have to be. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy game of the PGA Tour, is putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Just pick six golfers to stay under the salary cap and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off on Thursday. Then you sit back and you follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you will be to winning some green. So rack up points for pars, for birdies, finishing position, and a whole lot more. It makes it much more fun to watch. It doesn't get any 
closer to a major than this with all the heavy hitters taking the course and a million dollars up for grabs at DraftKings. Just download the DraftKings app now and use promo code WEEKEND to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code WEEKEND to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. A minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You know, anyone who has dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about it in person. Luckily, there is a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need without leaving your couch. Our friends over at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just grab your phone or your computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time. So if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, stay home. Go to GetRoman.com slash weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. For the past 90 days during this social distancing time and this quarantine time for the whole COVID-19 thing, we've been doing business in different ways, business from home. I do hope a lot of you have taken this opportunity to do business on the golf course. You should play golf not just with friends, but with business associates, customers, and prospects. There's a way to do it right, there's a way to do it wrong, and there's a group, an absolutely free group on Facebook, designed for all of us who like to play golf for business to get together and compare notes, learn things, swap tips, etc. Facebook.com slash The Business Golf Course. It's a back nine advisory board is the name of the group. Go there and find it at facebook.com slash the business golf course. Business golf is a different type of golf, but it's going to do amazing things for your return on investment if you do it right. Facebook.com slash the business golf course. You need to go there and join this free group and do it right now. Facebook.com the business golf course. And thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith, the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana at one of the best courses in Indiana, Fuzzy Zeller's Timbergate Golf Course course in Edinburgh. And with us, the celebrity corner, Jonathan, the coach, coachman, who you know from WWE, you know from the long drive championship announcing. I've even heard you on um, the Madden football, haven't I? Well, I am one of the three voices on Madden football. That was kind of a bucket list for me, and uh, it's pretty cool to be on the biggest uh, sports game in the in America. Yeah, yeah. And now you are a, a brand new ambassador to the yep. uh, the whole PGA Reach program, man. Which is a which is a pretty cool program in and of itself, man. How'd you get involved? Yeah, with those? it really is. Yeah, it, it's well, about a year ago. You know, when I left ESPN a couple of years ago, there were several reasons why. Uh, but I love golf, and I had the ability uh, to do three years of the Masters, uh, digital highlights. And I've loved lo- golf my entire career. Uh, I played a little bit of college golf. I wasn't very good, but I played a little bit. And it's just what I want my future to be. And uh, I got asked to be a part of an event a year ago. Uh, it went fantastic uh, at their big collegiate championship. And then we started talking about what PGA Reach is and what PGA Works is and the direction that the PGA of America wants to go in. 
And now, even more than a year ago, they have so much work to do as an organization, but there's so many really good people there. And so it's a place that I really think I can help. I think that we can diversify the world of golf. But at the same time, you've got to put people uh, on TV, on podcasts, in the public eye, not just behind the scenes. Yeah. Because if, if people at home aren't seeing the changes, then whether it's right or wrong, those changes aren't happening. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to be a part of the change uh, and also bringing kids out of college or young adults who want to change their careers and introducing them to the golf business. Because so many people think that you have to be a professional golfer to be in the golf business or you have to be a PGA professional to be in the golf business. Right. And that's just not the case. There are hundreds and hundreds of different uh, careers that you can have within the golf space. Yeah. Jeff's done all of them. Well, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> I've done the head golf professional routine. I've done the, uh, I've done the general manager routine. Um, you know, I've been a club fitter and, and just, but the best part is a teacher. I get to deal with people every day. I get to help them play the game better. Um, you know, I, I, I think I found the right spot. Yeah. Well, and, and it's great that you have, because at, at the core of what the PG America is, it is about teaching. But what I've tried to introduce to them with my expertise in the entertainment field, as you said, having spent 10 years, well, really 20 years working for, uh, WWE since I've been out of college, but then 10 years at ESPN is that you have to, to put the spotlight on something that is so important, like the teaching aspect, like the diversity aspect, uh, you've got to produce your own content. And that's mm-hmm. what I hope the PGA of America starts to do, uh, is really start to do their own. It's almost like the Netflix model. You do your own so you control the narrative and then you can put the spotlight on the teaching professionals, which is such a big part of what the PGA of America is. There's a lot of um, incorrect attitude about golf. A lot of people, especially younger people, look at golf and think it's boring. And yep. maybe that's because of the way it's covered or the way you, how long it takes to play or whatever. You got any uh, any little magic tricks up your sleeve to make it more uh, attractive? Well, even before I became an ambassador and it got out there that I was working with the PGA of America, uh, I would take offense when people would say that to me because clearly they weren't approaching the game the right way but there's a lot of ways that now you can make it more entertaining the pga tour is starting to embrace these things the pga of america they have to get there but they're starting to embrace and it's about doing the interviews on the course it's about uh gambling being a big part of the sport and Mm -hmm. you can't hide that anymore you can't ignore that anymore because now young people 18 to 34 they love to place bets and golf is a great place to do that and so if you embrace that and like when i watch the golf channel shows and i've said this in meetings you've got to put some odds up there like last week dustin johnson was 25 to 1 you'll never see that again because he'd been on a on a two-year slump for him Mm -hmm. and if you make it more relevant to what young people are doing then they're going to gravitate towards that sport look at nascar you put them on a wednesday night you now start to, to implement uh the gambling aspect in the NASCAR head up and now they're getting 6 million viewers on a Wednesday night. So how do you do that for the sport of golf? Well, you've got to evolve. You got to change and you can't be scared to make the necessary changes that you have to have. You can't be stuck in 1985, 1995 and be so ultra conservative Mm -hmm. that you're not serving the fans that you want. There are fans guys. A couple of years ago, I took sports center to WrestleMania. The very next day we went to the masters and me and Matt Barry were walking around, and at least 20 people came up to me and said, Coach, I was just at WrestleMania too. Mm-hmm. And then they came to the Masters. 
And that was so eye-opening for me because I've been telling my, my bosses at ESPN for so long that there are fans of golf, fans of wrestling, fans of basketball, and they all do this. Yes. And the more that we right. can do this, then you're going to have more eyeballs on everything. But if you continue to ignore that, mm-hmm. then you're going to be what I call a silo company, a silo organization, and you're going to stand all by yourself. Yeah. And especially right now, you can't survive that way. Can't afford that. I thought that uh, the the special with uh, Phil and uh, and Tiger, along with uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, was an excellent idea. I mean, it was like almost genius to to bring those two in to to bring more people I, in to watch golf. After one of my one of my really good friends, and and I value his friendship so much. And now that I live in California, I don't get to see him as much. Is Joe Lacava, Tiger's uh-huh. caddy, and he's taught me so much about just not just the sport of golf, but a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And when they did the first one, I said, oh, this is not going to be good. Because as great as Tiger is, he's not a great uh, talker. He's not a great trash talker. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of talked with his game. Right. Um, in, in a very, very polite way. He, he grew up shielded by his parents mm-hmm. and was kind of a golf nerd a little bit. Right. Yeah. So you have to put personalities with them to bring that out. And Peyton is an incredible trash talker. Tom Brady has emerged now that he's out in New England yeah. to have this incredible personality that we never knew that he had. That's right. He put those four together, and Phil is the best talker in the history of golf, probably. Yep. Um, <laughs> that model, now you see that it works. Yeah. And you're going to see the, this match every single year. And if you can raise $20, $30, 40000000 million a pop for 18 holes of golf, it was a win-win. I agree with you. Actually, it was phenomenal. And then the, the line that Peyton yep. had about he wished Tom Brady played a place where they hated him, like Boston. You know? <laughs> that was great. That was great. And that, and to your point, that was the use of social media at its highest level. Yeah. It's to put out entertaining content mm-hmm. to push towards the show. Yeah. And I wish everybody just used social media for that instead of for the all the the vile stuff that you see all the time. I just use my social media to push content out and I rarely read anything anymore. You know, and uh, the other thing that I loved about it too is, is it, it showed how, I don't know how hard the game is, but it showed that even great athletes aren't great at golf and you can have a lot of fun without being great. Exactly. It it does. It doesn't matter. And the first nine holes, Tom Brady looked like the rest of us. Yeah. And then, and then, he pulled off the the holding out from the fairway, which you realize, wait a second, Tom Brady's been blessed uh, like most of us have never been blessed. Right. So uh, it, it was great, and and that's I think that's the thing that why I want to be involved in the game so deeply, and 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 really want to be not just a spokesman, but I want to be involved in the PGA of America. I want to be in the building, in the rooms, in the mm-hmm. meetings, because I think that we can make this game really, really fun. Yes. But you've got to have people in the room that are willing to make those calls. And this is the one thing a lot of people either like Vince McMahon or they don't. But the one thing I've learned from him that I take with me to every single thing that I do is that when you make a decision and you you decide to do something, 95% of the time, if you do it and it fails and you don't linger on it, and then you try something else, people forget that you tried it. Right. Right. So, but then if you hit something and it hits big, now all of a sudden, so I love to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. And I'm not scared to fail because in that failure comes out sometimes great success. Phil Tiger one was not a success. I didn't believe no match. Number two, 
huge success because they made the the, the changes yep. that needed to be made. They understood Sometimes what was going process on. process that people overthink. The impression I get is that the guys who run the PGA of America will never do anything for the first time. They uh, they need some new blood in there to try to like you to get get some new ideas in and to start well, thinking a little fresh out of the box maybe. Even how much I hate that expression, but we've got a few seconds left. Jonathan, the coach, coachman, uh, our guest here. And, and um, is there anything that we can do as as fans of golf to help you in what you're trying to do with PJ Works and PJ Reach? I I just think as is every every show, every personality, every it, it's nothing is too small and nothing is too big. Okay. And I think what we've learned during this pandemic is is and I, I wear this mask all the time when I wear my mask out. It says we're all in this together. And I think that's a perfect saying for the world of golf mm -hmm. because it's really the only sport that from 10 to 70, 80, we can all play right. and we can all be involved and to have positive attitudes, to not have the, the usual, Oh, it's, it's boring. Anybody watched the last three weeks of the tour without fans, it still wasn't boring. No, You got to buy into the competition, but you, you've got to do it in different ways. Try DraftKings. You don't have to, to gamble on everything if you don't want to, but DraftKings is fantasy golf. Yeah. That can be a lot of fun because it now is. you're starting to learn names of guys that aren't just top 10 players in the world. You can learn who Will Gordon is. You can learn who Richie Rowinski is. You can learn who a lot of these guys are um, and all these great stories. And I think storytelling is a lost art. And being able to storytell well verbally is a lost art. And that's how players, PGA professionals, and also people behind the scenes are going to make golf where it needs to be. And especially right now, I think golf could be taken to a whole new level because right now it's one of the few sports that is going to be pandemic proof. In fact, if you've ever tried to get a tee time in the last three months, you know that the play is up in golf. The only thing that's increased during yeah, the pandemic right. is people out playing golf. Jonathan, no the no coach, doubt. coachman, man, we are just pleased as punch to have you on with us for the length of time you can be here. I know you got to run, but good luck, man. You ever get in town for the Derby? We do this out of Louisville, Kentucky, man. You come in for the Derby anytime. I will reach out, and if you guys ever need me on, you call. I'll be happy to do it. I love talking golf, especially with people who really know the game. And so you let me know, and let's keep this thing growing, and let's just uh, kind of draw a line in the sand right now and push it forward. You got so it. Thank you. Jonathan to Coach right. Coachman. Thanks for joining us here on those Weekend Golf Cuts. Thanks, Coach. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5GolfClub.com. The number $5GolfClub.com. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas, and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And we are back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Man, coach is cool, man. That's yeah, great. Yeah, I like I like to hear his listened, fresh take on things. I've things, listened right? to him like everywhere, and I've never really met the man, but it's it's really cool. So yeah, we got a new we got a new friend with those. It was nice having guys. him on. Yeah. Hey, we told you earlier that uh, we were going to delve into the entire world of gimmies. As, as we posted on our Facebook page, a gimme is officially an agreement between two people, neither whom can putt to save their lives, basically. Yeah. You know, good, good. They're, They're both eight-footers, but good, saving good. Saving right? each other the embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what that is. It is. 
It is definitely it. But there are some rules, or there's, at least there should be, because it's not carved in stone. What is and what is not a gimme, when a gimme is appropriate, how long should it be, whatever. Um, you know, a lot of people just basically say if it's inside the, the leather of the putter. Which is a, which is a term that nobody understands anymore because yeah, there's the no leather, leather in golf anymore. Right? <laughs> there's not, the golf bags aren't even made out of leather anymore. Right. That's right. <laughs> that was the inside the leather meant, you know, like within the confines of the, the shaft of the club. Yeah. From because the, the leather was the, the end grip. of the head to the beginning of the grip. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just over about two feet. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're doing that. So that way they could <clears throat> speed up play. Yeah. And yeah, now, that's what it was. Well, over in Europe, they do they do match play a whole lot, and yeah. gimmies seem to be a, a staple of match play. You know? uh, yeah, and and people are playing against each other, and they're like, "Yeah, that's good. I'm not going to make you putt that until it's time to putt that." Yeah, and and that's when that's when a lot of guys turn into jerks. Well, they do it on purpose. Some people have a strategy, right? All right, John, I'm going to give that to you the first 12 holes. And then yeah. all of a sudden, depending on the state of the match. That's right. But wait till 13. I'll make you put that 13th one. 18. That's right. Um, right. There's, there's some, some people have opined when a putt is not a gimme. Never should be. And really, I would never give a gimme if it's for somebody to win the hole. If somebody's going to beat yeah, me, I, I'm going to make them beat me. I, I I'm agree. not going to surrender. I, you know, but then again, you know. I'm I'm a little different than a lot of people, right? I mm-hmm. I don't really care unless right. I'm playing them. And if I'm playing, if I'm really truly playing them, well, I mean, then they're going to putt everything. Yeah. I mean, if it's not for grins and giggles, you know. Yeah. I, if it's grins and giggles, okay, fine. Yeah. Go, go pick it up. I don't yeah, care what good. you Let's do. Go. Right. But I'm not changing my thoughts on this. As soon as I am actually competing with somebody, I'm not competing with them just with the shots that they strike. I'm competing with them on every shot that they strike, mm-hmm. you know, like the putts included, like I'm not competing with them saying, okay, we're in competition about that bunker shot or about that tee shot or about that wedge to the green or about any of the other things any differently than if it's a putt. I don't care if it's two feet, three feet. I know that's where people are in their comfort zone or out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And if that's my chance to win the hole, then that's my chance to win the hole. They're putting it. Yeah. And maybe I'm just being a jerk about it, but if we're actually competing, then finish it. Well, you know, like like Coach said, uh, a lot of people gamble now. Gambling is becoming more more and more prevalent in the game. Yes, and, because it used to be illegal. Yeah, would, but right? uh, but if if you've got a few bucks attached to that putt, nobody's going to give it to you. I don't care no, who you are. And then there I'm are not. there are purists who don't give gimmies at all. In fact, I, I was in a clubhouse, uh, one of the the golf courses here in town, and there's just a little thing over the <laughs> the the back of the uh, counter that says. If golf was a game of gimmies, why play? Yeah, you know? right. I can understand that. There's a, there's a lot of people out there, you know, taking their gimmies, right? And then all of a sudden, they're, they're, here's where I have a problem with that thought is, okay, then they're going to go post their score and make, create their handicap out of that. And then they're going to go play in a tournament. And chances are that their handicap's not indicative of how they're really going to play at all mm-hmm. yeah. because they can't handle those short putts. Because yeah. they never have to put them, and all of a sudden you got a little pressure on them, and then yeah. they're in a tournament or some of some kind, and now they got to play it. There's like, one okay. thing, one thing that I would say: always give a gimme to somebody who is out of the hole if you're competing. Don't make them, especially take the chance of missing it 
And, you know, somebody's already got a birdie and this guy's putting for par. He hasn't got a chance of winning. Let him take the gimme instead of walking off with a bogey or something, because that would be terribly embarrassing. Well, yeah, the hole's already over. <laughs> right, right. Don't, you know, I mean, so it. it's it's over. It's over. Just move on to the next hole. Right. Yeah. But also they, but, they say, don't give any birdie putt. No. You're going to earn that. an inch or something, right? Yeah. Guy sits there and flags one. I mean, come on. You know he's going to make it. But, you know, at the same time, personally, if I hit one up there to two feet from, you know, whatever it was, 190 yards out for birdie and I'm, I got a two-footer, uh-huh. you know, I want the satisfaction of tapping that thing in. I want to hear it. I just do. I want, I want to hear it go it. in the hole. I want yes, to see I it go do. in the hole. I want to reach down and pick it out of the hole. Yep. One of the things that you should not do is don't sit there with, you know, a questionable three-and-a-half, four-footer and dilly-dally hoping someone will finally say, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because that's the time when I know somebody's going to miss it. Yeah, because that's, right? that's if basically – they're waiting around to get it. They don't have yeah, very just, much confidence. No. But just, but acting like that's basically pathetic. Don't do that. This this must be your rule. The Jeff rule says be liberal with gimmies on the front, conservative on the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's where I see a lot of people, they talk about how they do that as a strategy, right? Yeah. I'm conservative with them the whole time. Yeah. But and I know why they have that strategy, right? Because they don't want the guy to build up some confidence on those three, four footers because later in the match it could it could really work in yeah. in their favor. Yeah. I mean if you haven't had to sink so a three footer until the fourteenth hole, it's yeah. gonna be a little more pressure than if you've already sunk five of them. It, yeah. That it makes a lot of sense to to do that. But I, I realize why people think that and, and the more people that play match play or a little wager here or there. You know, they'll they'll figure out maybe they've got a wager strategy where, you know, maybe it's it's a little easier on the early part of the round and then later in the round they start to why don't we why don't we up the stakes a little? Yeah. You know, and then and then add the pressure and then all of a sudden the gimmies don't happen and they try to change the game on people. I, I understand. I get it. One person to always give gimmies to and one person to never give gimmies to. The one to always give gimmies to is your father in law. <laughs> <laughs> So that guy deserves your eternal fealty. <laughs> the one guy not to ever give gimmies to, or at least not to be overzealous with, is your boss. You know, because you you got a you got a seven foot side hill putt, and you go, "Hey, that's good, boss. That's mm-hmm. we all know yeah. what you're doing there, buddy." <laughs> yeah, right. I think that's true. I think you got to be kind of judicious about what that is. Yeah, because maybe you know you got to kind of figure out who the guy is too. Right. Exactly, maybe he's yeah. that guy that wants to grind over everything and challenge himself on everything. And maybe he'll, he'll be offended by the fact that you didn't let him do it. Yeah. I guess. You never know. <laughs> the, the best part I like about this is <laughs> it says, um, don't take it personal when an opponent makes you putt. If you feel like it's a gimme, then go ahead and make it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. There you go. Prove it. Agreed. So. Yeah. So these rules of gimmies, I had somebody ask me this one time. He's like, well, what are the rules of gimmies? I'm, I don't know. I don't give any putts. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're asking me about rules and I got a one rule book, you know, that USGA thing that people ask me about all the time. I don't, I don't see any gimmies in that book anyplace. Yeah. Here's one you may or may not agree with. And this, this might start a bit of an argument, but it says here that you should concede the short putt that sends the match into OT. Because said nobody wants to win on a botched three footer. Trying to make friends? I don't know. <laughs> because this this kind of argues. Because one of the other things I, I said is never apologize for making your I opponent. I understand cut. it's a gentleman's game. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I get it. I could agree with that. 
on a, on a personal human standpoint, I really get that. Right. Mm -hmm. You should be a gentleman about it and, and then let it happen. I wonder how many times people do something like that and it comes up to bite them on the next hole. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. they feeling about it after they did it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. After you, the match is really you, over. You give it on 18 and then on 19, you lose it big time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It makes you wonder. Yeah. You know, about that. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I want to get into any arguments about that unless you're pushing me into one. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, the, I don't want to. It's just I wonder about that. Just this guy was are, basically arguing with himself because one of the, the points he made earlier was, um, it was just the opposite to that. It was, it was like, don't give pots just to be a nice guy. Don't apologize for making someone pot and don't give them a pot that you think may be questionable just to try to be a nice guy. Because if you do that and then you try to be a nice guy, how much of a jerk are you going to look when you start to, you know, really buckle down and say, okay, that's only 13 inches, but <laughs> it's a bad break and you're scared. So put it, buddy. You know? Yeah, I think that if you want to go to that level of explanation of how big of a jerk you're feeling about being right that moment, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I just, I have a tendency, you know, I've been, I've been in situations similar to that. And, you know, the truth is it's probably better just to turn around and move away. Yeah. As, as if you don't want to give the putt, don't stand there and watch the guy and say nothing. Yeah. It's probably better just to take a couple steps back and give him his space yeah, and let, let, let him go. realize that he's going to make that putt. Let it go. Let it go. And let him feel the pressure. Right. <laughs> as opposed to just standing over him, acting like you're not going to give it to him and then don't. And then he feels like you're a big jerk for doing it. Right. And, and that's the overall consideration. Because when talking about gimmies, don't be a jerk. And that's the reason they, they explain it is don't don't have a win at all cost mentality because the chances are that you were playing against a friend or an acquaintance. And there's a big difference between being competitive and being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And it said, and if you want to go all Suzanne Peterson over five bucks, you just may be playing alone the next week. Yeah. <laughs> and th and that's, that's very true. You know, so was think that, of why you're there. Was that the Olympics or was it the, the women's open or where was it? Was she, she, uh, I think it was the Solheim cup. Solheim cup. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause that's one of the few things that they were actually playing match play against. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was, I mean, all the announcers were like, oh, how could she make her putt that? Um, because why. they're trying to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's like not having anybody hit a shot into the green going, oh, no, you'll make that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, no it's problem. not. You got you to gotta make sure that they they can handle the situation. They can handle the pressure of the of the day, yeah. right, or of the moment. Yeah. I, I really would suggest, as as with many other things, that when you're talking about strokes and all that kind of stuff, make sure you get this all hashed out before you start. That's if you're playing for anything. If you're playing for money or if you're playing for some something that's going to count rather than just bragging rights between a, a group of friends, make sure all of this is known up front. That we're going to give gimmies on anything under two feet or we're not going to give gimmies at all or whatever, you know? Right. So just a word to the wise. Which should be sufficient. People I play with don't ever give gimmies unless, <laughs> unless they're too tough butts. <laughs> and just good, good. Is that because is that because they've seen you putt? Yes. <laughs> just checking. Yes, they have. As you know, a I play with fact. a bunch of skinflints out there. They're not letting me do anything. <laughs> Paying them every week. <laughs> not sure I like these guys. That's right. <laughs> Then again, hey, if a yeah. if golf were a game of gimmies, why play?
I think Just that's saying. I think that's a pretty good. Is that like a a, a banner above a pro shop counter or something? Yeah. Behind a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of that. Yeah. Actually, I think it was on the same board that said hot dogs were five bucks, <laughs> <laughs> which which was a totally different situation altogether. You understand? <laughs> I do. I don't I care how that. good how good a golf course hot dog is. I ain't paying five bucks for it. All right, that's it. That's that's where I draw the line. I don't know. I, I've I paid five bucks for a hot dog. I was at a baseball stadium. Well, yeah, that's true. I no. paid real quick. I was playing at a new course up in Cobb County, Georgia. Back in the late 90s, it had just uh-huh. opened. It was a great course. Uh, and at the turn, I stopped, and I ordered a Coke and a hot dog and a bag of chips. And the guy I was playing with ordered the same thing. And the woman came to me, gave it to me. She said, that'll be fourteen fifty. And I said, I'm not paying for both. She said, no, I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's <laughs> the last time I eat here. <laughs> I see. <laughs> this hot dog better be huge. And, and extra, extra good. We've got a few minutes uh-huh. left together yet. We'll be right back. Don't you move. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. You know, anyone who has dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about it in person. Luckily, there is a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need without leaving your couch. Our friends over at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just grab your phone or your computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time. So if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, stay home. Go to GetRoman.com slash weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right, so we have learned that when to give gimmies. We have learned that Fox is going to lose a lot of money not doing golf or are going to pay a lot of money not to broadcast golf. Not to do golf, yeah. Uh, Joe Buck is a great play-by-play announcer, pretty good at football play-by-play. Baseball, very good. Golf, not so much. And that's not just the opinion of everybody. That's the opinion of Jonathan, the coach, coachman, too, who uh, who knows his stuff. It was great to have yeah, him. Yeah, it was there. it was nice yeah. having him on the show. It was, it was. he's a good uh, a good voice, you know, yeah. and he's I like his energy. I like the fact that he's going to be uh, working with the PGA of America to kind of spice up the game a little bit, you yes. know. Let's let's bring some uh, bring some pokes. Let's in. bring some fun, little diversity, some some people who might bring some fresh blood, some fresh ideas. Yeah, sure, it's a game that's been around since the 1300s, but come on, we can make a change now and again, you know. Hmm. We still don't play with, right. with hickory shafts, right? So. Yeah, you know, look, the, the the game evolves, the golf courses evolve, the uh, the, the equipment sure evolves, right? Yeah, it certainly and the, does. The, the the view of golf always evolves. You know, we're here's a big push. You know, but we're trying to get everybody to play the game, right? Yeah. No matter who they are, we're trying to get them to play the game. So you gotta you gotta branch out. You gotta look at who they are. You gotta look at what interests them. You gotta look at how are we gonna get them on the golf course, right? Because yeah. it's a great game. Everybody loves it who plays it. And well, outside of the people who 
hate it because they don't play it so well. Um, but even those but they people have that love, love it. hate relationship. Yeah, they with keep it, right? coming back, man. Once you learn you don't have to be great to enjoy it, once you realize that the golf is not a game that you have to compete to play, like every other game. It's not a baseball, right. a football, a basketball. It's you playing. You can play alone. You can play against the course. You don't have to compete against somebody. It's why it's so addicting. It is. Right? It is. It's, it's why golfers do things that other sports <laughs> people don't do. They, yeah. you know, they just will, they, they get obsessed by it. And it's terrific because th- there are a lot worse things that you could, you could do. And it's broken down for handicap. You can, you can compete head to head with somebody who's much better than you or is not anywhere near as good as you. And speaking of which, uh, again, thanks to spending time, uh, at, at listening intently to one Mr. Jeff Smith, eight current handicap. Eight. Eight. Strong work. Yes. Strong work. That is a big improvement for you. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. So get your clubs, get your balls, get get your game, whether it's good or bad. Get out to a golf course and play some golf. A lot of golf. Play a lot of golf. It's been two years, and here we are still trying to learn how to read greens properly. Remember this conversation we had with Ron Wilkerson? He's a guy that invented a little uh, uh, electronic gadget for your uh, phone called the Breakmaster. Check it out. And welcome back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here in studio. Jeff Smith with us live from the Golf Cave at Otter Creek, plain and simple golf school up in Columbus. And we're going out to California, and we're going to talk with Ron Wilkerson, who's the uh, the inventor, the 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 genius behind the head honcho of whatever other terminology you want to give yourself, maybe the emperor of whatever, but of the break master. Ron, great to meet you, man. Thanks for joining us here on those weekend golf guys. How you doing, man? Good to be with you guys. Enjoy talking with, about the break master anytime I have a chance to. So it's yeah. it's definitely Good your idea. baby, huh? No question. You know, I have a brother-in-law who who insists he knows how to read a green, and he three putts as often as I do. I admit I don't know how to read a green. You got two kinds of people, those who admit they don't know how to read a green and those who don't admit they don't know how to read a green. Cause... <laughs> I tend to agree with you. I, you know, I helped create the, uh, the Breakmaster with my partner, and uh, the reason is I can't read a green. And uh, I, I would get out there on the golf course, and I think it goes one way, and I'd putt and then see it go another way. Or, you know, I'd really weigh, even if I thought I could see the break, either way overestimated or way underestimated. And I thought there's got to be a better way. And, you know, golf is about numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, we know the number of each club is going to carry how much distance that's going to be. And we, you know, have now we have uh, range finders and we have GPS systems to help us find distance. But we get to the green and it's all, you know, gut feel, which yeah. is ridiculous because there are numbers that apply to the green. And, you know, Dave Pell's made a study of this. We based a lot of what we create in the uh, Breakmaster on his book, The Book of Putting. And, you know, there are numbers, you know, the distance uh, is a factor, but also the degree of slope and the direction of slope. And those are all things that, that you know, ch- cause the ball to roll the way gravity tells it to roll. And I realized that I was not the only putter out there that didn't know how to read greens. So it's really <laughs> one, of the, one of the great myths of golf that people can read greens. And most people can't. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there probably are some gurus out there that actually can, but... Uh, my belief is they're using a great reader. <laughs> exactly. I mean, nobody's eyes are that good. And no. Well, especially no, when we you realize to, that very slight. We have to understand the slope. Yeah, very slight degrees of slope can affect your putt a great deal. Yeah. Uh, 
And even if it's on a short putt, if you have a one-degree break, you're going to, you know, get a, a you know, six to eight, you know, inch break out of just a three-foot putt. So, you know, that's a very small level of break, but it, it does make a big difference when you're putting on the golf course. And it is hard to comprehend that being that close, you can be that far off with something that's not enough to actually perceive visually. Yeah, actually it is. And, uh, because what we have on golf courses is, believe it or not, very, very slight, uh, degrees of slope. Uh, you know, if it's a massive slope on a golf, on a golf green, it's generally in the neighborhood of five to six degrees. That is really small for the eye to detect. And those are, yeah, those are, are, you know, uh, things that make a huge difference in, uh, in, in how your ball rolls. Most greens, you know, the, the slope is averaging between flat and, and maybe, uh, two or three degrees or four degrees, you know. But like, like I said, on some of the courses that I've measured, on the outside, you're only talking about maybe five or six degrees, uh, and that's something that's really easy to detect. So, you know, the fact is, very slight degrees of slope, are the things that uh, that can cause your ball to miss the hole, and uh, and we've you know done a lot of tests out on golf courses to prove that. Ron Wilkerson, the uh, the inventor, the 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 guy in charge of the Breakmaster device, which we will get into and explain in greater detail in just a few seconds. But one of the things also is there there seems to be a number of sadists who are joining the ranks of golf course architects these days, and they take extreme pleasure. <laughs> in putting together greens that are impossible, A, to read, and B, to putt on? Well, I think that, that what golf course designers like to do is make it hard. And one of the ways they make it hard is by disguising the break, by, you know, using uh, hills around the around the uh, the green that throw off your perspective, or trees, or bushes, or, or various other things, or, or the way the traps are banked, you know, near the, near the hole, uh, or near the green, can also throw off your perception of how the thing is breaking so i don't know if they're being sadistic but they're being you know tricky and that yeah. they're trying to make the green as hard as it, as it can be and the way you know the way pro golfers deal with that is they don't do it by eyeball they they measure and they they measure it with the break master and then they chart the greens i mean we have quotes from many many golfers on the tour on all the tours that talk about how they chart out a green uh using the break master and then refer to those charts when they when they putt on the green, and when I, when a putt is worth a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to a tour pro, you're not going to guess. You know, you're not going to eyeball it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you want to have not. some assurance that you know what you're going to do is actually what's going to happen out there. So that's why they, you know, they don't take that chance. They they measure it, or they have their caddies chart out the green, show which direction of break it is, and how much break at any various point. And you know, prior to tournaments. The tournaments usually mark off the various pin positions that they're going to be positioning the the, the hole at during the tournament. So the, the caddy can go out prior to the tournament and you know drop a breakmaster down and take note of how that is breaking right at that hole location for each of the four uh, days of the tournament. So you know this is this is science, and you know the fact is the guys that take the time to do it. And, and figure things out in advance of getting out there and putting. Those are the guys that, uh, that make the putts and make the money. You can go to breakmaster.com right now and, and check out some videos that Ron has up on the site and get an idea. But for those who aren't uh, running to the Internet right now to watch those videos, Ron, could you explain as concisely as possible what the Breakmaster is and how it works? It's, it's a very simple device. I mean, it's very 
technically complicated inside of it, but what it is is a digital level, and it reads unlike you know uh, most bubble levels, it reads in all directions. So it has a flat bottom on it, and you lay it down on the green. And there are two aspects to the brake master display. There's the arrow, which shows the brake direction. And that's basically like a compass. It points in whatever direction is downhill. That's what we call the fall line, or the direction that gravity is going to take your ball. So that's the first aspect to green reading, is the brake direction. The second aspect is the numerical display on our, on our brake master shows the amount of brake, the brake amount in degrees. So the brake master shows you the brake direction and it shows you the brake amount. And looking at that, when you put it on the green, you can tell from that exactly how the ball is going to break, or more or less. It's not, there's no exact science because there are other factors that come into it too, such as grain and, yeah. uh, and stimp, you know, and, right. and factors like that. But at least it gives you a benchmark and it gives you an idea of how the ball is going to react when you put it because the biggest factor of how the ball rolls is first of all your putting stroke, but secondly gravity. Because you know if you could putt as hard as you wanted at the hole, it'd be wonderful. But you can't. You have to do it so that it gradually drops in, as every golfer knows. But the the slower the ball goes, the more it's affected by gravity. And so that's why you want to know what the break is. And basically, like I said, what the brake master shows you is the break at any given point on the green. You just put it on the green and it turn it on the button, and within two seconds it shows you the uh, the break at that point of the green. I know you, you've mentioned that there are a lot of other factors that come into it, but is, is there a rule of thumb that, that X number degrees of slope equal X number of inches of break? Yeah, we have charts that are, uh, that are in, we, we furnish a greens book with each brake master and that allows a golfer to chart out the greens. And in the back of the greens books, we have, uh, we have basically diagrams that show you at three feet, at six feet, and nine feet how much break you can expect on a one-degree break, a two-degree break, and a three-degree break. And these are, you know, this is if you're putting straight off, straight against the break. So, you know, you have to make adjustments accordingly. But there are, you know, we've done tests on a lot of different grasses and a lot of different slopes. And basically, these are averages of what you can expect the ball to roll uh, uh, when you get out of the golf course. Are, are there any degrees uh, beyond which you're on your own even with a break master? Well, you know, the thing is, uh, and you'll see this on, on some of the major tournaments where they make, you know, like the U.S. Open, where they make uh, very fast uh, uh, greens and, uh, you know, uh, and, and with severe breaks. So the, the real factor is really distance, break, and stimp. And, uh, you know, the stimp is the speed of the green. But right. that, you know, most golfers, as soon as they get out and start putting on a green, stimp really is one thing that you can feel. You can feel how fast the green is and how much you have to adjust right. your putt according to putt a certain distance. But, you know, when it's a fast green, it's going to break a little bit more than when it's a slower green. No question about that. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just, the reason I was asking is we just played a Donald Ross course up in Indiana where there wasn't a flat lie anywhere, including right. the greens. Right. And talk about your sadists, man. Wow, that guy was. <laughs> hey, listen. Well, the other thing, the other thing that's important in charting greens, and I, I might be jumping ahead, but what what tour pros know is that the way to take the break out of the green is by putting uphill at the hole, and if you can land your approach shot. So that you're putting uphill, that means you're taking the break out of the, out of that putt. If you've charted out the green and you know where the hole is and you know the break direction, you can kind of gauge where to land your ball 
so mm. that you can be so that that putt is not going to be putting across the gra- uh, across the break where it's going to right. get the biggest break. Right. Uh, you're going to be putting uphill and uphill breaks. Uh, you know, you're putting uphill. You're pretty much taking the break right out of the out of the putt. Ron, you're talking to a bunch of people who are just happy if they get to the green. Okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, Jeff Jeff Smith is is a great aficionado and proponent of the uh, the the aim point system, which I understand would work really well in conjunction with Breakmaster. And if you hang out with us through the break, I'm going to let you guys talk about that because that's something I think will help everybody. So hang with us if you would, Ron. We appreciate it. We are those weekend golf guys, powered by Golf Talk America, and we will be right back. 